You are listening to the Akron Abide Bible Study Podcast. For more information, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Abide. It's the purpose of the resurrection that gives us peace. That peace of God that passes all understanding. That peace that every single one of us long to have. And finally, in what we're dealing with today, it's the power of the resurrection that performs the miraculous. It is resurrection power that enables us to truly live. It enables us to live for God, to live that victorious Christian life, to be made alive in Christ. And we see a great example of that in our text today. You see, in John chapter number 11, we are given the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Maybe you've heard the story before. Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, they are in the town of Bethany. And Lazarus is sick and dying. And at this particular time in the story, Jesus is about 20 miles away, a couple towns over. And so they send help to to go get Jesus. And so they send help, and the person that was the messenger goes to Jesus and says, Jesus, the person that you love, Lazarus, he's dying, he's sick. Please come and help us. But instead of Jesus leaving everything and going to help Lazarus, the Bible says he abode there two days. And then after two days, he left and came to Bethany. But once he arrived, Lazarus was dead. Lazarus had already died. The funeral already happened. But you see, Jesus had a plan in the middle of all of that. He had a purpose in the middle of all of that. And his purpose was to perform the miraculous and to bring glory to God. His plan was to raise Lazarus from the dead. So once he arrived in that town, he made his way toward the sepulcher where Lazarus' body laid. He had the people roll the stone away. And as Lazarus' cold, dead body laid there in the tomb, Jesus lifted up his voice and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And in that moment, Lazarus experienced the life-changing power of the resurrection. He was made alive in Christ. And he came out of that tomb more alive than ever. Jesus performed the miraculous. And just as Jesus brought newness of life to Lazarus, he really wants to do the same thing with you and I today. He wants us to experience the life-changing power of the resurrection. He wants us to experience that power, that newness of life, the resurrected life that we need, that we crave, that we long to have He wants to give that to us. And that's what we're going to be looking at here today. And to start our story today, we're going to read John chapter 11 and verses 25 and 26. And in that passage, we are given a conversation that took place between Jesus and the sister of Lazarus, between Jesus and Martha. Notice what the Bible says there. John chapter 11 and verses 25 and 26. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? I believe those two verses lay out some really important truths regarding the resurrection and the life. The life-changing power of the resurrection. This conversation that Jesus had with Martha is a conversation that he has with us today. He kind of gives us some important truths on how to obtain the life-changing power of the resurrection. And there are three aspects to resurrected life and the resurrection and the abundant life uh, that I want to look at today. 
and then we'll be done. Number one, I want you to notice first off the person of the resurrection. Notice how he starts in John eleven twenty five. 25. The Bible says, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. Right there, right off the bat, we see the person of the resurrection is Jesus Christ. He is the resurrection. And as Jesus is talking with Martha here, he relays this truth. Jesus is the resurrection. And this fact speaks of the sovereignty of God, the omnipotence of Almighty God. In other words, Jesus is the one in control. That's what he's saying to Martha there. He is the one with the power. He is the one with the promise. He is the one that you and I can count on. When everything seems impossible, we can know that God can do the impossible. Even if it means raising someone from the dead. He can do the impossible. And what we see here in John 11, him raising Lazarus from the dead, this wasn't new for Jesus at all. The Bible actually records two other times where Jesus performed this feat. In Mark chapter 5, he raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. In Luke 7, he raised the young boy from the city of Nain. And now in the small town of Bethany, he's about to do it again. He's about to raise his friend, the person that he loves, in Lazarus. You see, the impossible is made possible by Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is the resurrection. That's why it was made possible. So we see the person of the resurrection is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the resurrection. But we also see in the first half of verse 25 that Jesus is also the I am. Look what it says again. It says, I am the resurrection. Now, it's really interesting to point out that this is actually one of seven I am statements given by Jesus Christ in the Gospel of John. Seven times in the Gospel of John, Jesus gave this statement, I am. Am. And each time he did that, it describes the person of Jesus Christ. It brings to light the person of the resurrection, and it tells us who Jesus is. Those seven I am statements concerning Christ. In John 6, 35, he said, I am the bread of life. He said, I am the light of the world in John 8, 12. I am the door, John 10, 7. I am the good shepherd, John 10, 11. I am the way, the truth, and the life, John 14, 6. I am the true vine, John 15, 1. And then right here in John eleven twenty five, 25, he said, I am the resurrection. Now, do you want to know the point that he's trying to make when he's saying all of those I am statements in the Gospel of John? He's saying, whatever you need me to be, I am. Whatever you need me to be, that's who I am. I am this blank check of whatever you need. Just fill in the blanks. If you need a counselor, I am that counselor. If you need a friend, I am that friend. If you need strength, I am that strength. And if you need a miracle, I am that miracle. And Martha needed a miracle, right? Martha needed the resurrection. And so Jesus Christ said to Martha, I am the resurrection. The person of the resurrection is Jesus Christ. And that's the first point I want to look at today. The person. It's Jesus. But the second point I want to make is the product of the resurrection. Look at verse 25 again. He said, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. So the person of the resurrection is Jesus Christ. The product of the resurrection is life. He is the resurrection and the life. 
And you and I, we can experience this resurrected life because Jesus is life. That's what the Bible says. Jesus is life. And because he is life, he also gives life. Jesus is the life giver. He gave life to Lazarus and he can do the same thing for you and I today. He can give us life and he wants to give us this newness of life. He wants us to experience the resurrected life in us. That's the whole reason why he came to this earth. Did you know that? To give us life. John chapter 10 and verse 10, Jesus said, I came that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Jesus literally came into this world so we could have the abundant life. He came in order for us to live the victorious Christian life, to be saved from sin and to live for him. The victorious Christian life, the abundant Christian life, that's what he wants to give you. That is a life of purpose. That is a life of fulfillment. That is a life filled with the spirit of almighty God. It's a life of love, a life of joy, a life of peace. It's a life of endurance, compassion, generosity, integrity, humility, and self-discipline. It's a life of resilience and a life of victory. That's that abundant life that Jesus Christ is referring to. To use the words of Dr. David Jeremiah, the abundant life is a life beyond amazing. And that's what the abundant, victorious Christian life is. It is a life of purpose. It is a life of joy. It is a life where we drop everything and we live for him. That's that resurrected life that he wants to bring you and I today. Jesus is the life giver. I came that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. We see Jesus is the life giver, but I also want you to notice Jesus is also the life changer. He came not only to give life, but Jesus also came to change lives. Did you know that? Jesus wants to transform your life today. He wants to move your life from bad to good and from good to great. He wants to bring you from death to life. That's what he wants for you. Jesus wants to bring you out of your pit of despair and into fellowship with him. He wants you to experience a personal relationship with him. He wants you to have your life changed, your life transformed by the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. And again, that's what we see in our story today in John chapter 11. He brought his resurrected power to that little town of Bethany and changed their lives. Now, it's interesting to point out, if you look up the meaning of the word Bethany, the town in which they lived, it literally means the house of misery. That's what this town was called, the house of misery. And I believe that's a good summary of the home of Mary and Martha at this time, right? Lazarus was dead. Everyone was miserable. They were depressed. They were in despair. They probably were dealing with some bitterness, maybe some resentment and anger. Everything seemed hopeless. The person that they counted on in Jesus Christ wasn't here. He did not come. Everything seemed hopeless. There was no hope whatsoever at this home. That was until Jesus showed up. And once Jesus showed up, everything changed. Everything changed. Jesus, the resurrection and the life, showed up to this house of misery. He showed up to the little town of Bethany, and he brought his resurrection power with him. He made his way to the sepulcher where Lazarus laid. He called out Lazarus from the grave, and up from the grave he arose. Lazarus was made alive. 
And in that moment, that home that was once a house of misery became a house of majesty because Jesus Christ was there. It went from being a house of darkness to a house of light, a house of pain to a house of praise. It went from being a house filled with tears to a house filled with triumph. You see, Jesus Christ changed their lives. And he wants to do the same exact thing for you and I today. You're looking at a man that has had his life changed through the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. Man, I stand here today. I have a passion for the gospel. I have a passion for, for showing people the, the, the relationship with Jesus Christ that they have. I love to preach more than anything in the world. And I just want to serve him more than anything else in my life. But did you know, this wasn't always me. Man, I was a young punk kid who wanted nothing to do with church. I would literally fake sick so I would not have to come to church. That's the way I was. That's how I acted. I wanted nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But then one day at Silver State Baptist Youth Camp, the Lord got a hold of my heart. I remember I was listening to a message by a preacher, and I don't know exactly what he said. I can't really remember the details, but I remember in that message, it felt like he was preaching directly to me. He was just speaking to my heart. And I remember in that moment, once the service was done, once it was over, I went and I knelt down and started praying to God. And I said, God, whatever you have me to do, I'll do. Wherever you tell me to go, I'll go. I just want to know you more. I want to spend time with you more. I want to surrender my life to you because I know that my life has purpose when I am following you. Come into my heart, live through me, and move in a mighty way in my life. And the Lord has changed my life since that moment. He's changed my life many different times, but I can always go to back to that day and say, that's where it all changed. That's where it all happened. And you want to know something? In that moment, Jesus Christ gave me a purpose. He had a plan for my life, and that plan included me marrying an amazing, wonderful woman and my wife, Hannah. That plan included going to seminary getting a degree interning at Elk Point Baptist Church, and then coming to a wonderful, amazing, awesome community in Akron and being the pastor at Akron First Baptist Church. I can assure you today, if it wasn't for the resurrected power of Jesus Christ, I would not be standing here today. I would not be preaching today. And we are seeing God bless on top of bless on top of bless because of his resurrected power. I'm here to tell you today, Jesus Christ wants to change your life. He wants you to live the abundant, resurrected, victorious, overcoming, awesome life today. The product of the resurrection is life. He is the life giver, and he is the life changer. So we see the person of the resurrection is Jesus Christ. The product of the resurrection is the abundant life. And then number three, and I'm done, I want you to notice the pathway of the resurrection. Now, let's look at verse 25 as a whole now. Look what it says. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Now you can say, Michael, I want what you're talking about. That, that, that relationship with Jesus Christ, I want that. I want the abundant life. I want a life of purpose. I want a life of fulfillment. I want that fruit of the Spirit in my life. Tell me, Michael, how do I get that? How do I obtain that? What is the way? Well, the answer lies in verse 25. He says, he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Right there we see the pathway to the resurrection is believing 
on Jesus Christ. Believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, putting our trust in him. And it deals with believing in Jesus in two different ways. First way, it's believing in Jesus for salvation. You see, the only way to experiencing eternal life is by putting our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. Jesus Christ is the only way to the abundant life. And Jesus Christ is the only way to having a personal relationship with Almighty God. He's the only way. John 14, 6, the Bible says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There is only one way to heaven, and his name is Jesus Christ. And if we want to spend eternity in heaven one day, we need to put our faith and trust in him. Because our sin separates us from God. And we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Did you know that? Romans 3.23 says that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no not one, the Bible says. And there is a penalty for our sin. Romans 6.23, the Bible tells us, for the wages of sin is death. The penalty of sin is death. It's separation from God. That's what we have because of our sin. But the verse doesn't end there. That would be a pretty gloomy verse. It doesn't say that. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That gift of salvation, you accept that gift, you are born again, you are on your way to heaven, and you can have a personal relationship with him. But how do we obtain that gift? Verse 25, he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. It takes believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It takes believing. Once you believe, you are passed from death to life. You can experience eternal life. You can experience the abundant life. It takes believing in God for salvation. But it also takes believing on Jesus for transformation. All right, so believing on Jesus for salvation is the key to eternal life. We've established that, but believing on Jesus for transformation is the key to the abundant life, the abundant Christian life. And Jesus wants us to experience both, not just eternal life, but he wants us to experience the everlasting abundant life on this earth today. Now, look how Jesus closes his conversation with Martha in verse 26. He's having this conversation. He closes right here. He says, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die Believest thou this? Do you believe this? So he now personally asks Martha if she believes what he's saying. So up to this point, Jesus dealt with the resurrection in a number of ways. Practically speaking, referring to the raising of Lazarus from the dead, thy brother shall rise again. Spiritually speaking, I am the resurrection and the life. He's talking about it spiritually speaking. But now he directs his attention to Martha personally. And he deals with the resurrection, personally speaking. And he says, Martha, do you believe this? Do you believe what I'm telling you today? Do you believe that I am the resurrection? Do you believe that I am everything you need me to be? Do you believe I can perform this miracle? Do you believe I can change your life? He said, believest thou this? 
You see, believing on Jesus Christ, putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, believing him every step of the way, that is the key to the transformed life. That is the key to transformation. It takes believing. Matthew 21, 22, In all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Do you desire that abundant life? Do you desire that victorious life? Do you desire that fruit of the spirits in your life? Do you desire that life that we refer to there, that life beyond amazing? That life comes by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. To experience the life-changing power of the resurrection in every aspect of your life, it takes belief. And we find out in Scripture, that's really what Martha did. That really is what Martha did. Now, it wasn't always pretty. You guys can read this in your own time in John 11. She had doubts. She was angry. She was depressed. It wasn't always pretty. She had to be redirected quite a few times in this passage. But nevertheless, she believed. She believed in Jesus for salvation, and she believed in Jesus for transformation. When Jesus said, Believest thou this? This was her answer a verse later. She said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe. I believe. And because her and her sister believed, they were able to see the glory of God in their lives. They were able to personally witness the life-changing power of the resurrection, and they were able to be with their brother again. Man, talk about a transformation. Talk about a transformed life in every aspect, in each individual person. Belief brings transformation. Belief brings salvation. It takes believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in conclusion today, the pathway of the resurrection is belief, right? Believing on Jesus Christ. The pathway of the resurrection is belief. The person of the resurrection is Jesus. And the product of the resurrection is life. Now, do you want to know what that equals if we kind of combine all of that together? It equals the life-changing power of the resurrection. Belief, Jesus, and life. Belief in Jesus equals life. That life-changing power that you want, that victorious Christian life that you want, that abundant life that you want, eternal life, forever with a mansion in heaven, in glory, all of that comes belief in Jesus. Belief in Jesus equals life in every single aspect. Now you can say, Michael, I know that. Obviously, right? Obviously, I, I, this isn't my first time in church. I know that. This is a simple truth, but man, profound. It is such a profound thing that you, can, you and I can experience. Sometimes the simplest of things are the best of things, man. Belief in Jesus brings life. To experience the life-changing power of the resurrection, it takes believing in Jesus. So let me ask you today, to use the words of Jesus do you believe? Yes. 